Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you. And uh, as we kind of exhale a little bit from pandemics, earthquakes, kids are at home, uh, social distance, which which I'm going to keep saying is physical distance. We need more social connection uh, in a, in a host of different ways. And it's all about uh, how do we drive things forward. So many of you out there are, are dealing with teenagers at home, uh, some of them just experiencing online learning in a significant way for the first time. And uh, there's all kinds of things that uh, our kids are also going through. And so I went to my uh, ultimate inside source in all things relating uh, to mental health. Uh, Jenny Howe uh, is uh, one of our favorites here on this show uh, she spent three years specializing in the treatment of adolescent anxiety. Uh, we did a whole series with her with the Deseret News uh, called Angst, uh, Teens and Anxiety, and how do we deal with all of those kinds of things. And and many of these things are exacerbated by by this kind of trauma or uncertainty or change. And so I wanted to get her on the line. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So I think there's uh, I think there's lots of questions. I think there are questions of one, what teenagers should be doing, and then I think the second yeah. side of things we'll plow into is what should the adults be doing <laughs> to help the <laughs> teenagers. So let's talk about the teenagers' health first. What are the challenges for teenagers uh, right now, especially those who may be feel, feeling that anxiety or stress, depression, isolation, and so on? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting you bring this up. I've learned a couple of things. I've spent, you know, I'm I'm in a luxurious field right now where I have the privilege of being able to still connect with people online and do sessions online. And so I've been able to talk to a lot of teenagers this week specifically. And the thing that I'm hearing most consistently is they are recognizing that they need that in-person energy in order to kind of feel connected to people, which mm. is something that I think we've all been concerned about our teenagers and wondering if they feel that, if they need that, because they're on their phones and on Snapchat and all these other things all the time. And I'm learning from my teenagers that I'm working with who would be more on the clinical end, so a little bit more anxious and depressed than the general population. They are like, man, it's really, really been almost a good thing for me to recognize just how much I miss being around the energy of other people. Mm. Um, and so they're kind of looking at it as is 
not a gift. I don't want to say any of these circumstances right now are a gift, but that mindset of, you know, this is something I really want to do differently in my life moving forward. And they're comfortable with the electronic communication. They do that all the time. Um, I don't necessarily see them feeling disconnected, but I am seeing them learn a few things that I'm personally just really kind of pleased to see. Wow. That, I think that's uh, that's great. And as parents, we should be reinforcing that of, oh, you might be feeling this way because maybe you are sensing that disconnect or that you don't get, you're not getting that energy from the in-person contact. Uh, so reinforcing totally. those lessons. Yes, such a good point. Such a good point. It's rather than kind of soaking into, well, you have this or you can do this or you can get online and work at school, really kind of validating that, hey, yeah, this is something I'm missing. I'm kind of missing walking in the co- into my office and seeing my coworker. I may not spend a lot of time with them, but it feels really good to have warm bodies in the same space. And I wonder what that's about. And I wonder how we can improve and, and keep more of that in our life. You know, I think for teenagers specifically, and they're in a little bit of a different space than we are in adults in that they really need that peer-to-peer contact. Mm-hmm. We as adults, we are really connected with our families. That is the most important thing in our world. Our teenagers, not so much. <laughs> they really, really need their peers. And right. so I think really giving them time and space to, of course, I know not necessarily spending time with them in, in person as we would like, but giving them the ability and, and really validating that they're missing that right now, I think is is wonderful. Uh, I think that's great. We've been talking a little bit this week in terms of uh, helping teens uh, get kind of that routine, that routine can be helpful as they're trying to do online learning. What are some of the other things that would be helpful to teens to kind of navigate the, the current situation? Yeah, you know, I had kind of an interesting situation with my own teenager. I'm I'm one of those parents who has a senior right now, so we're really feeling the burn of, <laughs> of some of these changes in yeah. our life, um, in our house. And she had to miss some of her, uh, well, the state debate tournament and national tournament and mm. things she's worked her whole little life for. So right. we've been feeling some of that, you know, and I saw her kind of getting into a place where she was going to lay on her bed <laughs> and Snapchat her friends and just kind of feel bad for herself. Yeah. And although some of that is really okay to do, we need to give that emotion, those emotions, some space to kind of heal and move through them. Good. I wanted her, I, I kind of went back to old school toddler parenting where I wrote, I hand wrote a schedule that gave her some freedom and some luxury to kind of make some choices, but just said, hey, I think we all really need to be up and moving by 9 a.m. That seems like a pretty (laughs) fair expectation, right? I think we need to have lunch at this time. I think you probably want to work on your schoolwork in between, you know, in the morning when you're feeling a little bit more energized. and. And then I gave her a couple of things she could work on, and she did a Lego set. She cleaned out her room, um, and is, what has been surprising to me is just, you know, she hasn't followed the schedule perfectly. I never expected that, but there was no resistance. Yeah, it was as if she just was like, you know what, thank you. Like, yeah. I kind of needed some senses right now, and I didn't know how to navigate this myself. And, you know, that frontal lobe is just not quite there yet for our teenagers. They're not sure what to do. And that structure and safety and consistency, even giving them options within that, helps them feel safe right now. I think that's so important. We we talk about how often our teenagers are, are pushing against the structure and the fences and, and the, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the lines, but uh, they really want them in the end, don't they? Absolutely. They, and they'll never tell you that. Like, right. <laughs> she would never tell me this is a good idea, right? Like. <laughs> 
I definitely think she felt safe, and I've seen her following it. I've seen yeah. her kind of model, use that as a model and a guide for how to navigate this week, which yeah. has been really cool. Yeah, that's such great insight. If you're just joining us, we have Jenny Howe on the line. She is our go-to when we talk about teenagers and uh, mental health and wellness. And uh, I, I want to get to the uh, to the parent side of all of this because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of parents are kind of wringing their hands a little bit. They're worried their, you know, their child's going to, you know, slide off the deep end here in this, this little lull. Um, And, and I think there's also this element, I was talking about this with my 16 year old uh, that, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's stressful for the parents to say, Oh my goodness, we've got these kids around all the time. And we have to remember the kids are thinking this is really stressful to be with mom or dad all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think for uh, the best thing we can do, I'm going to share a little bit of a story I've had, you know, as I said, the opportunity to still do my sessions this week and, you know, 80% of my sessions are online anyway. So it hasn't Mm. been much of a shift for me, but what has been really cool is I've opened up my computer, well, cool and also kind of like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. But I've opened my computer to entire family coming to my sessions this week. For the first time, I've met fathers, I've met um, other family members, and everybody's grabbing a chair and sitting down, and they're like, hey, how can we discuss this? And I'm seeing families really have hard conversations. I had two specific families this week where they were willing to sit there and talk about some of this hard stuff that they hadn't been talking about with their child or their teenager in both of these cases, who is on the clinical end of some anxiety and depression issues. And people have time right now. Those natural escape mechanisms of work and life and busyness, those things aren't there. And so these things that we're seeing manifesting in our homes, maybe, you know, our kids' mental health issues or our own mental health issues, they're, we're all spotlighted right now, right? But yeah. What a wonderful opportunity to use this time to have those difficult conversations because nobody can leave. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're all in. (laughs) We're here. We're in. And it's been really cool to see families engage in ways that I've I've never seen even in my practice um, this week. And I think a way to kind of do that in your own home, even if you don't have a therapist assigned that can help give you those conversations, is to, you know, Create some family time. I think it's really easy for us to, I I don't think, I I definitely don't judge and don't think that people need to be with their kids 100% of the time right now. That's not an attainable goal. However, (laughs) no, it it would drive everyone crazy. But I think it's cool to create some activities. Like I know my daughter came to me this morning. She's like, I'm going to create, she learned how to make a baguette and she's got a proofies and do all these things. And something she would have never done, you know, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. But I think using that opportunity to say, hey, cool, I'm going to sit in the kitchen with her and we're going to talk about a couple of these things that I know have been on my mind that you can't really escape from <laughs> and I can't really escape from now. And pushing ourselves to have some of those uncomfortable conversations now with our kids, I think there is no better time to do that yeah. um, than, than the present. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. Jenny Howe, always appreciate your insight and always actionable which I love. It's the therefore what is always there with you. Appreciate your insight and we'll continue to touch base as we uh, roll along. Sounds good, boys. Stay safe. All right. All right. All the best. Okay. We'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much, much more to come here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. 
And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.